Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yes, I am here on the Shelter Footycast with the new <laughs> Southern River Band drummer, Mark Reddings. I'm just impersonating you, Scoey. You know, a couple of little head knocks. Head knocks. I used, used to have a bit of long hair back in the day. Used to just throw it around. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm not bad. Bit of traffic on the way here. Yeah, it was actually. Um, what I found out, and this is not a new revelation, but if you drive in Perth and there is any semblance of water on the road, they turn into complete idiots. Who's they? Well, just every driver out there, they like, do 40 k's an hour. They are just pathetic. So Perth drivers, our state, our city is fantastic. Our drivers are shy. Our people. Or our we just, are terrible. And I'm probably an overly aggressive, impatient, <laughs> abusive like driver. It. But I'll tell you what, some of the drivers out there, just drive the car. Do 60 <laughs> in a 60. Is it that hard? Dan's a beeper. Dan Dan beeps daily, maybe two or three times maybe. And it's, an, and it's a prolonged beep. Are you a beeper? You uh, beep? Well, I think in New York or Bali, you go, yeah, that's part of the course. You do it here, and suddenly you jump out of the car and there's baseball bats. Yeah, so beeping can be done. You've got to pick your targets when you beep. I try and pick, like, elderly women or, or someone who's smaller. Than <laughs> you just, you just, you're a bit of an abuser inside the confines. Oh, yeah, totally go off, which is not and not great for your children who are learning from you in their life. Very good. You've, got to, uh, oh. you've actually got to... Just look behind you when you beep, so it looks like it's. So if they if they look back in their rear view, it looks like it's coming. Or from turn your light your... on and off, so it looks like you just accidentally pressed it. <laughs> you two blokes are psychopaths. I tell you what, Shelter Footy Cars live from Backchat Studios. Uh, skates here. Got through the traffic. The Southern River Band boys, of course. Mark Reddings may be a guest appearance down there at some stage. Would be good to see. Monday and Thursday, we do a preview and a review of the round coming up. Round twenty one coming up. A preview this week. West Australian theme. We get through the Dockers. We get through the Eagles. You can find us on socials, Shelter Footy Cast. Give us a follow there. You can send us an email. We've got some listener emails today to get through Skate. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Watch us on YouTube. Listen to us on the podcast. All brought to you by Shelter, born and brewed in Bustleton. Now, 
got a big night next Friday. Get your diaries out. Um, I'm not sure how you keep track of things, Skeet. Do you put it in your phone? Not Kramer. It's all here. Oh, no. It's in your head. Well, that's why That's why we just sometimes don't. No, no. You're actually very, you're actually very prompt and yeah. never send you miss a thing in your no, life. No, I'm pretty good like that, but you're right. I don't, I'm not great with, you know, but I haven't got a diary. So, look, the 12th going to be ripping. 12th. Uh, Friday, next Friday. Yeah, of course. Big game of footy on before that. We've got beers, meat raffle, which is uh, pretty traditional, isn't it? Yes. And we'll talk a bit of footy. We're going to do a, a derby preview, of course. It'll be the derby on the weekend. So we've got the Friday shelter footy cast night. Tom Cole's coming down, West Coast Eagle. Still chasing a docker, but we will have a docker down there. Don't know, don't know, sort of, we got any throwback docker? Maybe Tony Modra could maybe head down. Or, we got Clive. Any, um, Clive, yeah, I don't Clive know. Uh, but either way, it's a free our home Derby, and they've got, let's be honest, a bit more to play for next week than what the West Coast Eagles do from what where we sit right now. They do. Okay, let's get into the big moments of the round. Uh, there's been a couple of big ones in retirements in this state. Um, Josh Kennedy and David Mundy during the week come out and say they're in their last years of footy. Josh Kennedy playing his last game this week. Um, you've been in WA footy for a long time. How do you see their contribution uh, individually to both their teams and footy in general here in this state? Hasn't it been a really weird week because if you look, at Josh Kennedy and David Mundy, their contributions. And, and normally you can look at a player and go, ah, you know, he was disliked by opposition supporters. Or um, I think Kennedy was reported once, suspended once, going back about seven or eight years ago. Really? A rough conduct it was. Right. Uh, David Mundy, I, I don't think he has. But my bottom line is they're universally liked by, by football fans. I don't think, when I say liked, if on the weekend, Docker supporters, if they are at the, the game against Adelaide, They'll applaud Josh Kennedy as someone that they respect. And the same will apply with West Coast with David Mundy. I think there's a great mutual respect from fans and also to each other. They've been terrific, and it is sad. It's going to be a sad, um, sad time for them departing, but I think particularly for Kennedy, his body was saying enough's enough. David Mundy, did that surprise you? Uh, I guess it did a little bit. I, I'd sort of spoken about the 400 game that he was trying. I think he's on 372, 371 somewhere there. So he was going to have to play a f- another full season. Oh, clearly, that wasn't anywhere near his um, motivation. And hearing him speak in the media and again sort of following up, it, it really sounds like he feels like it's the right time to step aside. There's some young midfielders coming up. Um, Erasmus has been playing well. That would be one that springs off you know the page for me. But... You know, the fact that he's still playing well. He had 35 touches last week. I think that's big for him by the sounds of things. We were lucky enough to speak to Sean Darcy on the podcast on Backchat on Monday, and he spoke about, in the showers after the press conference, Monday speaking about that, that he's really happy to go out on top. And so for them to do that, Skeet, they need to get moving in a very big game of football. We're going to cover it a little bit. They need Flagman to send him right out on top. I'm just telling you that right now. We've got some work to do, but you're right. And, and Josh, obviously, hopefully it's 40,000 plus at Optus on Sunday against the Crows. Uh, and speaking of which, uh, the can, can Crows... We not, can we not sell that out, West Coast? It's, oh, it's, it, they should, it, it could they be, It could, should be one of the top three. I've said the greatest ever eagle. I know that can be argued here or there, but he's definitely in the conversation. If, they, if West Coast fans, you can't get down to the footy... To watch his last game, what what are you paying your membership for? I remember going to watch Guy McKenna's final game at Subi, Glenn Jakovic, similarly, and it was a great buzz. It was a great feeling, and look, we hope, just because the season's gone pear-shaped... You don't think there'll be a sellout? Well, sellout means almost 60000 I'm not sure they'll get that. Why? Well, what else? What are you, what are you, what are you paying your money for? What, I, I, what, are, you, what, are, you, what are you going to the footy for? Put it this way. If they get 60000 I'll take you out, out to lunch. Okay. I'm they won't get 60000 Crown Towers? Dan agrees. They won't get sixty, but... 
you're right. It should, it should be a 50. should be their biggest match of the season, given the, the finals long, long gone. I mean, there's not, nothing at the back end of the season that's going to attract them. So this is, their, this is their moment. If you own a membership and you choose not to go, that's an indictment on you personally, West Coast fans. How's that sound, Skate? Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm very strong on that. I don't know why you'd pay your money if you can't go and see a grade of the football club. Get out. Eddie Betts, I want to touch on this quickly. Big, big moment in AFL landscape, I suppose. His biography's come out. Um, there's been uh, – revelations have been thrown around, but there's more details that have come out around that Adelaide camp that happened in 2018, so yep. 2018. Um, I don't really want to get into the details. I guess I'd like to speak to, um, by the sounds of it, the ripping apart of a, of a playing group, right? So – um, there's there's been you know stuff saying that you know things didn't get reported to the AFLPA and Eddie's asking for an apology from the AFL and there's a lot of things going on and I don't know enough about the situation to sort of comment on those things but what's pretty evident to me is a team that plays in 2017 in a grand final plays poorly against Richmond um, they were a resilient group you know they went through the loss of their coach Phil Walsh was murdered and they got through that. They're able to, you know, pull themselves together, get themselves to a grand final, and they don't play well on the day. And suddenly, the club think, okay, we have to get fifty percent tougher and stronger, and we're not mentally strong enough. When realistically, they probably had a pretty mentally strong group there, and they were connected, and they played for each other. And what this camp has done, whether or not details are right or wrong, clearly, it's it's ripped the club apart. And whether it's, you know, just Eddie or if it's Eddie and a few others, there's a separation between a club that went to a grand final and you've got to be incredibly connected. So that's the biggest part I've taken out of it. It just looked like, you know, an absolute butcher job by the Adelaide Football Club. Again, not really the details around the camp. I don't know what went on there, but they've ripped the group apart. I think that's what they would regret the most. Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, obviously, Eddie's books precipitated the new publicity, but I thought this would have been put to bed. I assume there'd be apologies. There had been apologies from Adelaide. I'm surprised if there haven't been previously. I mean, obviously, if this was in WI, we'd, we'd know every... The CEO came out yesterday and apologised. Yesterday, but I'm saying there, there has to have been an apology before that by the Crows at some stage, I'm sure. The AFL, apparently no apology. Look, I think you're a bit... Wrong. We're removed from it, and, and from not looking at it in depth, and obviously totally respect the likes of Eddie Betts and those that were offended, how come we're still talking about this? Well, I think there's new details that Eddie's come out with that the player... But, what, but why is it coming out now well, instead appa- of apparently, the book? Apparently, well, yeah, and apparently the players were either brainwashed or forced or not forced, but, you know, told, don't give up anything, you know, it's that's, that's going to rip you apart if you tell what's going on. So no one's really told what's going on. So apparently Eddie's come out and said what's going, going on. So what's happening? I mean, WorkSafe South Australia cleared this, this camp. There have been investigations which have cleared essentially, of the process that was involved. So uh, you're right, though. It's absolutely splintered the footy club. Uh, and Eddie Betts uh, back in the news, this camp. And uh, I think the Crows can't wait for it to be uh, history as opposed to still in their face. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, Shelter Footy Cast.
Let's get into a West Coast and Fremantle preview of the round. We're going to do these two games normally, and then I've got something special to throw at you for the rest of the round, Skeet. Let's get into this big game, huge game for Fremantle. Western Bulldogs v Fremantle, Saturday at Marvel. It's away. Um, you know, Freo have done okay away this season, but it's not certainly not their hunting ground traditionally, and they haven't been playing well. So how do you, you know, off the you know, back of maybe Trelaw getting back into the Western Bulldogs side, uh, Bonton Pally uh, could miss with a cork, but I think uh, he'll be one of the only players in the history to do that, so probably that won't happen. How do you see this game going for the Freo Dockers? Yeah, I think they're actually suited by Marvel. That's a ground, and we've seen them at Optus when it's wet, no good, but a fast deck, irrespective of the weather, it's going to be dry at Marvel. So I I like their chances there, but they do have to address their goal kicking. That's the obvious, and their ball movement, which we saw against Melbourne, which was really stifled. Uh, Matt Taberner, whether he's injured, whether he's out of form, do you think he'll be named tonight? He should be. Yeah, he's a very important player in their team. So I spoke to Justin Longmuir and uh, Adam Papalia asked him that exact question. And that was, this was on Sunday, so Justin wasn't going to answer whether he was playing or not. But rightly so, spoke about his importance to the team. So I understand he's not playing well, but you need a player like that. It's sort of like we speak about a bit with the Bulldogs, who they're playing this with Jamara Hagen. If you don't have... The numbers, the better defenders go on to other players and, you know, having a tabernet out of the team doesn't necessarily mean that the rest of the team's going to play better. You know, Rory Lobb gets a better defender, for instance. Um, so having a tabernet there, although he's not in good form, he's, he's taking the probably the best defender. So at the very least, that's a good thing. Um, speaking to Justin Longmuir, yes, they have to address their goal kicking and their, you know, inside 50s, their repeat entries. He mentioned all those three, but he was really big on the contest and... You know, getting their hands on the footy, uh, doing the fundamentals right, so being clean, uh, hitting handballs. They missed a lot of handballs against Melbourne, and that might not seem like a big deal, big issue, but it is something that Freo are really looking at. Um, so I think we're going to see a big change in the way Fremantle have been playing. Um, I think they've copped it pretty hard in team meetings this week, and we'll see a more aggressive, fluent Fremantle against the Western Bulldogs. Yeah, I spoke to David Mundy on radio last night, and he actually identified because of the youth of the group, they're sort of unaccustomed to the demands of being at one of the better sides in the competition. And that means, by and large, being pretty consistent through 23 rounds. Now, Melbourne's had some dips, and most clubs have dips, but it's the ability now for this young group to to regather and, and get their mojo back, play with the footy they did in the first half of the year. Not sure how easy or difficult that is, but put it for me, if they win Saturday afternoon... They'll be winning three to finish off the season, in my humble opinion. I think they can, therefore, they become still top four possibilities. Yes. But they, this is the one, if they, if they lose this, I still think they'll win their next two. But, yeah, they're, they're playing elimination finals time for sure. I, um, I've got one quote to read to you from the Justin Longmuir interview. Um, and this is direct quote. And I thought, this is about the Melbourne Fremantle game. And I thought they handled the surface a lot better than us. They very rarely slipped over. And we had guys that were on skates. So do you think that the Melbourne Footy Club were wearing more appropriate boots or were they changing their mindset to play in the wet? Because it certainly seems like the coach of the Fremantle Dockers thinks it's mindset. That they slipped over. That they, That's the reason they slipped over. So what happened at Geelong the night after when we saw players slip over from both sides? It can't all be mindset. Surely you can just slip over for the sake of not keeping your feet because of the inclement... Uh, 
surface. I'll rest my case with the head coach of the. You know, well, he didn't yeah. say mine. I'll ask. I'll ask the question next time we're on radio. I've got Great. no question. Very good. Very good. Like to say that. Uh, who are you picking? I'm tipping the Bulldogs only because their midfield is 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 humming. Look, I say humming along. They got they conceded what eight goals in the third quarter against Geelong. Mind you, Geelong is clearly alongside Melbourne the one of the better two teams in the comp. But I, I just think Norton. He was poor last weekend. He got uh, toweled up. Had eight possessions. Um, I I think at Marvel. I'm just more comfortable with the Bulldogs. I think we'll see a new and improved Fremantle Dockers and Fremantle beat Western Bulldogs and we'll be getting our flag mantle gear together. <laughs> Backchatpodcast.com.au forward slash merch. If you want to get around your team, Frio fans, West Coast v Crows, Sunday, Optus Stadium, Josh Kennedy's last game. Like I said, get down there if you're a West Coast fan. If you're actually a real supporter, you'd be there. Adelaide coming off their best win of the season against Carlton, arguably. Uh, West Coast pushing Gold Coast all the way at Metricon, which they traditionally haven't been able to do. So Jai Cully misses with uh, with a hamstring and suspension, um, both go hand in hand. Uh, how do you see this one going? I think I think it could be a good game. It's hard to think. Look, we actually, I'm not sure who you're tipping, but there are two wins next to the Eagles' name this season. So on form, you think probably not. But uh, look, Keys and, and Fogarty were good last week. And look, Adelaide, again, I haven't seen enough of them because they're not a team that I've, I've really yes. focused on a lot this year. But um, I'll give West Coast a really good chance. There's some talk about Willie Rioli coming out this morning about his future at the club, uh, as in a new contracts before him, but whether he accepts that. Uh, will they get anyone back this week? The West Coast Eagles just trying to think. They've got a couple of guys in the waffle. Greg Clark's been going okay. Josh Rotham, Alex Witherden have both sort of been injured. This is a game you want to play in, isn't it, as an Eagle? Mate. It, uh, Seriously? Uh, 100%. And, and I was going to ask, do you think Josh Kennedy has a big game? But if you want my thoughts on it, I think he does. I think he's, yeah, I think. Uh, I'm thinking I'm thinking a handful. I no? Think, yeah, I, I think he does have a big game. Um, he, he's, he's, he's not a... Um, uh, a selfish guy, you know, he never has been. He, he he's always celebrated other guys' success and goals and team success more than his own. But he will know this is his last ever game of AFL footy. He will leave it all out there. And not only that, <laughs> his teammates will look for him uh, more often, not more often, but as much as they ever have. There, there's a group of players that will be playing. So Tom Barras, Luke Shuey, Shannon Hearn, the older guys, right? That Nick Nananui, that will lift... Uh, immeasurably that they will go to a new standard for Josh Kennedy you know if and it doesn't mean that they're guaranteed to win this game but they certainly their output will have a huge boost and when it gets hard they'll just think got to got to got to do this for Josh Kennedy so I think West Coast win that's my tip and I think Josh Kennedy has a big game I agree with you I reckon he could kick five goals yeah and you know what for the first time in age I'm tipping the Eagles isn't it funny and that 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 is mindset because if yeah. this wasn't Josh Kennedy's last game, yeah. you'd, and you'd pick the Adelaide, probably, yeah. probably but well, Adelaide's no great shakes, but it is the mindset of this group going into it. I think 100% is going to be critical, and I think not saying that the better the round, but they are the that this is their this is their third win of the season in my mind. This is why I bang on about mindset. I know I have a bit of banter about it, but but. Uh, the AFL season is literally mindset. Like all teams can play. All, yep. all teams have good players. That, you know, strengths, weaknesses. Like everyone. You know, I know North Melbourne's not as good as Melbourne, but mindset. You know, when when a new coach comes in, you know, you know how a team always wins when a new Should coach comes in. That doesn't do anything 
from a from a physical point of view. You, you don't change from week to week, but like usually they win. That's mindset. And then big games, milestone games, mindset. Slipping over in the wet. No, it, we saw it with Shane Edwards. We saw it with Joel Selwood. Both those teams that they represent. It just gives you. They were gone. Yeah, but they were down by well forty-two points in Richmond's case, and in in Geelong's case, I think they conceded the first five. Yeah, and then on the other hand, when when it's um, you know going uh, when there's nothing to play for, that's when it's difficult to get yourself up and play. Like when there's no real reason, and you should beat a team, and then you're, you're losing, and it's like well. You know, it's well, a, it's so what are you saying? Round twenty three in Geelong is going to be a long day for the Eagles. Absolutely, <laughs> hasn't been a good hunting ground down there for the Geelong uh, for West Coast Eagles. That's West Coast and Fremantle. Yeah, are here on the Shelter Footy Cast. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield. <laughs> Rest of the round. So my little idea for today, okay, just something a little bit different. Now, after just to cool you down after some long hours in traffic on the way here, just want to cool you down with a bit of. PTI today, Skeet. So, again, we haven't said what that stands for, but we're going to go head-to-head on every matchup for the rest of the round. You're going to take a team. I'm going to take a team. We're going to argue why they can win, and then we're going to make our picks. Now, we don't have to pick the team that we've argued for, but we do have to make a case for each team. Sound fun? Oh, it's going to be a blast. Melbourne v Collingwood, and you are a dickhead. <laughs> 5.50 Friday MCG. Who do you want to argue? Who can win this game and why? Scott? Well, again, I'm going to take the, the tough road here. I think Collingwood, despite the naysayers, they've won 10 in a row. They're out the door, no chance with the, the bookies. But they are legitimately a chance to beat Melbourne. I think they've got the system. They're a team. You talk of you know, the mentality. They are a team that doesn't know how to lose at the moment. So on that basis, and I think they've got – the question marks are remaining. Uh, Dugowie back has, in, has played a game. The Dacos boys, they have got all the, all the elements for me, as they did on the Queen's birthday holiday match, to roll Melbourne – on a Friday night stage because they've been written off. This is the first team I've seen win 10 in a row and given no chance whatsoever. Melbourne are completely back. They beat Fremantle here at Optus, the absolute fortress over here in the West. Their contested balls back. Jack Viney, who hasn't been the star of this team, steps up. He he, he, he is the Robin to Batman of Oliver and Petrarca. <laughs> you know, a couple of Batman in the team there, Skate. Uh, and you know what? You know what else? Collingwood's bloody due for a loss. They can't just keep winning. I'm sorry. No team can just keep winning, especially when it's a Collingwood, when they can't they can't put a team away. They're always around. They're always hanging around. They've got a, you know, heart attacks in the stand. Melbourne defending premiers, they're back in form. They've found out exactly what makes them tick, which is defend, set up defensively um, and attack off that defence, win the ball at contest, get it going their way, and then Bob's your uncle. So Melbourne, for me, at the G, is my tip. Uh as well as who I'm arguing to win. Do you take Melbourne or Collingwood? Are you going to stand by your word? Or are you t- you're picking my, my... Have I swayed you? No, I'm tipping Melbourne. I mean, that, that, I'm arguing <laughs> Collingwood's case, but Melbourne, Stephen May and uh, Jake Lever, when they're playing together, the, the numbers, I think, are, are a lot higher for, for Melbourne, and that's showing out in the last couple of weeks. Very good. So you've gone against your own word. Hawthorne yep. v Gold Coast, 11.45, Saturday UTAS State is that is it in Tasmania? That's yes, it's UTAS. That's what T A S. That stands for TAS. At University of Tasmania. That's Launceston. <laughs> Who would you like skate down in Tassie? <laughs> um, I'm going to argue the case for the Gold Coast Suns okay. uh, because look, their form's been okay. They've beaten Hawthorne really convincingly up in okay. Darwin this year. They've just beaten West Coast by two points. Okay. Oh God. Well, hang on. They've, they've, Sorry, their form go. over this last six weeks hasn't been all that bad. Okay. So I think they're. 
they're in a decent spot. And, and to be honest with you, it's more a case of who Hawthorne's going to be missing. Uh, Jyath out, Mitch Lewis out. Uh, I think Moore's missing as well. They've got a, quite a few out. Look, their concern is playing in Launceston, and Tassie's obviously a bit of a, a home away from home for Hawthorne. But no, the Gold Coast Suns playing better footy. They will be winning with Jared Witts playing good footy and Marbia Choll in career best form. Jared Attack. Witts, the All-Australian Ruckman that Scully called a long time ago. That will be confirmed when the All-Australian team is announced. Hawthorne will win this game. It's in Tassie. Uh, let's be honest. Do you think the Gold Coast Suns own a long-sleeve jumper? They would not know what it's like. They, they wouldn't have seen weather under 20 degrees for the rest of the season. So they go down to Tasmania, freeze the absolute little tits off, and can't handle the footy. I think they're a bit of a pretty team at, at times. Yes, Marbior Chol and Co down there have been kicking goals. Rankin has... A I gun. Think, yeah, he is a gun. But again, I don't think he's suited to the conditions down in Tasmania. Now, I know you're looking at your weather app now, right now, Mark Reddings. I, can, <laughs> I, can, I don't even need to look at your phone. What You tell me when it's down there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess. I promise I've not looked. Let's guess at 11 degrees showers. No, it's a lot warmer than that. It's 13 and showers. <laughs> <laughs> I think Gold Coast capitulate under those conditions. It doesn't matter who Hawthorne has out. They get soldiers that step into place. They're not Hawthorne aren't very good either, to be honest. So it doesn't matter if they're missing players. They're just going to replace them with others and get the job job done. Who wins? I've tipped Gold Coast. So I'm going to stay with them. Really? Okay. I'm going to I'm going to pick Hawthorne. I'm going to yeah, back, back myself. I'll, in. I'll take the outsider. Just remember, I said I'd beat you in. The tipping this week. Remember yeah. on Monday? Well, I'm taking a few chances. That's okay. Let's keep going. <laughs> Giants v Essendon. Uh, I'm going to take the Giants in this one to beat Essendon. Uh, it's at Giants Stadium. It's oh, a, yeah. It's at, it's at home. <laughs> this uh, this midfield group, uh, I think, should be playing finals, and they're not. Uh, Mark McVeigh's come out during the week uh, in the press conference directly after the game and called them an embarrassment. Right, He's gone directly at the players. There was a bit of... Uh, hoo-ha about that in the media, but I actually liked it. I, 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 some, I heard some people say that that wouldn't endear himself to the Giants' bosses to take the job full-time. I actually think the opposite. I think coming out and saying, honestly, how a team performs against Sydney in a Sydney derby, battle of the bridge, and you embarrass yourself. They lost by almost 80 points. Uh, this team that has a midfield of Kelly, Canelio, Hopper, uh, Green, Toby Green in the forward line, it, they should be better than they are. And so to hear your coach call you an embarrassment in the media, I guarantee the players would have been told that to their face. So I think the Giants have been a resilient team over time. I think they take that on board. They bring it to the surface and they galvanise as a group and get the job done at home against Essendon. The question is, who has more to play for? Well, neither side really no. has got much on the table, have they? Look, I'm just going on exposed form. You mentioned a 70-point defeat in the, the Battle of the Bridge against Sydney, who are obviously flying. The Bombers took care of North with, I guess... Took care of North. They that's took what care, you're going they, they, with. That's all they did. They weren't. They weren't terrific either. No. I'll be honest with you. They weren't great. But you're meant to be telling me why they can win. But string. Well, they can because they've got one bloke who can change a match. Oh, that's no. Jake Stringer. Oh no, the, the package. package. <laughs> <laughs> the package is well. You know they have got more match winners. I think inside their forward fifty. Oh, yeah, Toby Green, notwithstanding, I think they are two uh, meter Peter. Two meter Peter playing good footy uh, and. I can tell you now the trend continues. Essendon start a season horribly end with uh, all this flurry of hope and positivity for next year. Uh, I think, I, I believe they'll win and I, that's the case. I, I think they're playing good enough footy and their midfield, as you, as you mentioned, I think can stack it up against. You just keep saying the Giants have got the quality. 
When are they going to show it? Seriously, this year. They haven't showed it at any stage. Yeah, I'm picking Essendon. <laughs> I'm not going the Giants. I think they've been completely disappointing. Yep. I think I think my argument could stand up, but I'm picking Essendon. Yep. Both the Bombers. Yep. Very good. Geelong v St Kilda, Saturday at Skilled Stadium. Who are you going to take with this one, Skeet? In a, uh, well, you've offered to take St Kilda, which, uh, you know... I, oh, you can argue for Geelong to win at home, are you? Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll play... I'll, Give us, give us the insight. Well, what? Are, well, they're the obvious, aren't they? They're, they're they? the best team oh, in the competition. They, they haven't lost a game there since two thousand and nine. They, they haven't beaten been beaten there for. Well, they got beaten this year by yeah, Fremantle. But you're right, they don't, they don't lose, lose there often. They play the ground well. There might be a bit of a, a fall off factor after the. the no, no, you're, you're on Geelong huge, team Geelong. No, I'm, here. I'm, I'm telling you, little dip after the Selwood celebrations, but uh, they're still playing top two, aren't they? They're, they're minor premiership. St Kilda so flaky that you don't have to worry about them long term. They're in the eight, aren't they, St Kilda? I think so. But really, they, they are making up the numbers for what I've seen thus far. Um, Geelong, to me, get it done with their big names. Just a question of whether at this stage of the season, obviously Dangerfield has his break. Does Tomahawk, one of these other older blokes, get a, a bit of a breather before the finals? Or is that in place now because of the bye? Yeah, I think... I think Geelong have probably tried that in the past and it hasn't worked. So I think they'll probably keep, keep rolling. rolling through. Yeah, um, Is that all your cases for Geelong to win well, at a stadium they never lose at? Is that well, it? it's a pretty hard... Well, I don't need to go into too much depth, no. do I? They're, they're a quality side. St Kilda sits eighth position. Uh, their last three games, Geelong, Brisbane, Sydney. So let's be honest, it's a bloody hard run home for the Saints. That's why they can get it done down at GMHBA Stadium. Um, they're going to have some players that need to step up. Yes, I know it's a tough ask. I know it's a tall reach. Rowan Marshall is playing best career best footy with no Paddy Ryder in the team which spoke about a couple of weeks ago I really think Rowan Marshall's the sort of guy you need to put all your chips in with and put him as your standalone ruckman because he he wins the tap outs he runs around the ground like a key forward he sometimes acts as a midfielder and he tackles he does everything so he's a real guy that you can build your team around and and I think um, he can put the boys on his back and get them going. Jack Steele's back from injury. He's about three weeks in from a big shoulder injury, and he's looking really good. So he's one of the best midfielders in the comp when it, when they go about it. I think their back line holds up well against this Geelong forward line. Hawkins and Cameron max, matched up by Dougal Howard um, down there. Who, Wilkie's had a good season yeah, as well. and Cal Wilkie. I don't, Dougal Howard's back, isn't he? He was injured, but he's back, I believe. But they've got a good back line, St Kilda, which is what you need against a Geelong team especially in Geelong. Crowd will be against them, but uh, with the finish they have, they have to knock Geelong off. If they want to play finals, they need to win this game, and that's why the St Kilda Football Club can win. That was a pretty good argument, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, you, you're tipping Geelong, I know that. And look, <laughs> Mark Blix says, I've got to mention him, isn't he the most versatile footballer ever to play the game or not? Yeah, who's been... Yeah, I've heard a few of those. I mean, Matt I just pa- watched him last week. Matt Pavlich was pretty good. He was All-Australian in every position on the ground. Yeah. No, no, that's, that's a good point. in-game... In in yeah. game, yep. So in game last week, he can go from he was he, he played back, back ruck, ruck forward and wing, yeah. In one game, that's versatile. That's that's what I'm saying. Probably the okay. most versatile player. They've got so many weapons, Geelong. We're both tipping them for for yeah. a good reason. I haven't said my tip yet. Okay, well, cats by how much though? <laughs> I tipped Geelong. Yeah, I tipped Geelong. Close game. Yeah, I think 33 points is the line there. So yep. it's probably about right. Some some chance for the Saints to get within that. Port Adelaide. I was just going to let you know, Dougal Howard is. Um, going to play. Yeah, good. So, uh, yeah, St Kilda, half a chance. I think you're right about the Joel, Joel Selwood come down. That's, that, that, that sort of thing happens. With The mindset thing is, is real. They mm. would have got themselves so up, have to win for Joel, have to win for Joel, and they win, and then they've got three games left. They're going really well. They're at home, g- game clear. Just rock up. 
Danger. Port Adelaide v Richmond, Saturday, Adelaide Oval. Who are you going to take here, Skate? Oh, it could be an interesting game. Yeah, Port's done pretty well without winning a lot recently, haven't they? I mean, let's just be honest. <laughs> they, they pushed the Cats to a couple of goals at home. Yep. They pushed uh, Collingwood to a goal. So they're, yep. they're, they're around the mark at, at this stage. But the question is, can they get across the line against Richmond? I think they can. Because a bit like a bit like what we saw at the MCG last week, Richmond had a, a big focus on winning for Shane Edwards. They were down by seven goals. And they've been a team that have been... A bit like Port, unable to be on the right side of results over the past four or five weeks. So uh, Lynch has come back for Richmond, but I, I still think Port Adelaide's ability to, and defensively they've been they've been good this year. Port they're a, a bit of a miserly team. Um, I don't mind them at home. Charlie Dixon, uh, their forward line is okay, and I think they'll be able to stretch without Dylan Grimes. I think they can really stretch Richmond's defence. So, and Grimes, don't underestimate his importance, as you know, as a backman. He's, he's a hard bloke to... He's just such a wiry, sort of ungainly, but a very effective defender. His absence, potentially for the rest of this season, is huge. You haven't sold me at all. Richmond get this done at the Adelaide Oval. Um, yes, they lose Grimes. He's a big cog in their back line. But the way they play, the Richmond Tigers... Stands up in big games. Has done for a long time. Uh, their midfield, sometimes you couldn't name who's playing in their midfield. Honestly, like I don't know some of their players, which is ridiculous because I follow and watch every game. But they, they just have a lot of players that play their role, that do what they're meant to do for the team. And when push comes to shove in a big game, when the, when the heat's on, they stand up. Their, their, their game style stands up to big games. And it's a proven fact. Port Adelaide, on the other hand, do not. They haven't been able to do it this season. They lost the first five games of the season. And then, yes, they've been scrapping their way back. But we've seen what they've done in finals gone by. This is a big game for Richmond. Not so much Port Adelaide. They can't make finals. Richmond gets this done. No worries. I pick Richmond. Comfortably. You sound quite quite convinced about that. I pick Richmond. Who do you pick? Yeah, I pick Richmond. <laughs> well, yeah, I do. I just, again, one team's in the mix. The other's not. And it's, it's about the motivation. And Richmond, I am concerned about missing Grimes, but I, I still think they can probably sneak home. Just remember, we are picking a team uh, each game to argue who can win. And then we're going to make our picks for the game. North Melbourne v Sydney. After you've taken, uh, it's at Sunday at Marvel. After you've taken the argument for, uh, in affirmative for Geelong to beat St Kilda at yeah. home, who are you going to take here? Who are you going to argue to well, win you this game? Pretty hard for this one, so I've allowed you to take North Melbourne as the oh. as your as your you're argument. Gonna, you're going to argue for Sydney, eh? I'm going to well, I'm going to argue. He, he, let's let's try and make this a little more juicy. I'm going to argue for a Sydney victory in excess of eleven goals. Is that it? You think it could be more than that? Oh, no, I'm going to argue for North Melbourne. Why they oh, I think it's a 11-goal-plus win to Sydney. There you go. At Marvel Stadium. Uh, why? They are, why? Why? Because they, they are, they've, they've found their form, which will take them probably to, I'm guessing, a prelim final this year. Really? I, think they can, I think, and you and I both, you've been very strong on them, yes. the Swans, and I think um, they have got the, the ability to, to go deep. And um, we've seen them over the, against the... The GWS Giants, what they can do. I mean, you look at their you look at their back line and the experience. I mean, Dane Rampey's done it for so long, um, and what they've got to come back into the side. If you if you look at it, they've they've got Buddy up and running. Where's Logan McDonald, by the way? Don't know. Might be injured. Either way, um, Sydney Swans are, are across the lines are doing it where they have to. So I'm I'm thinking eleven plus goals um, when it comes to their ins over the next. Next lot, look, the injury list is pretty small. Peter Adams is down for a test this week. Uh, outside of that, they've got three other injuries. So they're in good shape. That's the bottom. They're healthy, and North are terrible. 
<laughs> Listen up. This is why North Melbourne can get the job done at Marvel. <coughs> They've only lost their last two games. They won one three games ago, North Melbourne. <laughs> uh, they're in a bit of form for their season. They've won two games on the season. I think uh, they just mount a little surprise attack here for the firing Sydney Swans. We've seen Sydney this year. They've been a little inconsistent when it matters. I know they look like they've they've got their form back, but they had a patch in the middle of the season like this as well. And then what happened? They started playing poorly. This is a team that they can lose to. Marvel Stadium, Sydney notoriously don't play very well at, at, at Marvel. They like it. They like it a bit rough. They like it a bit wet. They like it you know, slippery and on a, a shitty little ground at the SCG. Get them on Marvel, under the roof, North Melbourne, Get Nick Larky firing out of the goal square. Don't worry about the back line. He comes steaming out. Big Zuha. He flies around. Jack Zebel, is he still playing? He runs around down there and does well. And Benny Cunnington returns. He's returning. It's a great story. The prodigal son. Testicular cancer. Testicular multiple times. Mm. He comes back. Talk about mindset and mentality. Did I just perk your interest here? No, you didn't, because I'm just about to reel off very quickly a batch of Sydney players. Very good story, Ben Cunningham. He's a great story. Um, but, I mean, Isaac Heaney, outstanding. Three goals last week. Inconsistent. Tommy Papley's a forward. Inconsistent. A great. Sam Reid. Inconsistent. Might be inconsistent. He's, but he's injured and inconsistent. Well, he's, he's trust me, he's going to be important for them going forward. Callum Mills, a if gun. out there. Luke Parker's a gun. Uh, Robottom, young and an emerging young player. And Errol Goulden is a star in the making. Okay. Who are you picking? They, all, all you need is those blokes playing, and they'll win by 11 goals. Just those seven. Yeah, <laughs> the seven V North Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, so Sydney will win. And they'll win. I, I think they'll win by 10 plus. Yeah, I think Sydney will win. But I think I made it a pretty good case. In, in, in my defence, I think it was quite good. Yeah, no, you were, yeah, self-praise is faint praise, but I like it. All right, so you're giving me a chop out with this one. Brisbane v Carlton, <laughs> Sunday at the Gabba. Who are you taking, Skeet? Oh, I think Carlton. Really, oh, gee. Really good. Uh, Brisbane. Hard one to argue this one. No, well, Carlton. Yeah. Carlton, I think the last 10 weeks have been win-loss, win-loss. They have just been up and down. And of course, they lost last week to Adelaide. That was a horrible defeat. They will bounce back. There's no question about that. Um, they have got uh, a midfield that can really trouble Brisbane. The Lions, for all the, the bluster, and I had them as my pre-season premiership tip, they can't win at the G. And Carlton, uh, I, I think I think they realise that if they lose, well, they know, if they lose their next three, which is very probable, they'll miss the finals completely. I think they've been too good a side this year to do that. I think Cripps will lift, Walsh, etc. Their midfield will do enough. Uh, Chera, have you judged his first season? Injured good, for a bit of it. Good, good without being great. Yeah, I mean, probably expecting a bit more from him at times. And I think Colonel Mackay will give the... Brisbane defence some real trouble on the weekend on a, on a dry day, which will be up at the Gabba. I think Carlton, their form uh, early in the season, perhaps patched over a few cracks. Um, the fact that you know some of a new regime had come to the club, a lot of excitement up and about. They have fallen off a cliff a little bit in terms of their performance. Um, if they are going to rediscover that, that's how they can beat Brisbane. But I think Brisbane gets this done. It's at the Gabba for starters. They don't lose many games at the Gabba. It's a difficult place to play. It's slippery. It's wet even when it's dry. I don't know how that works, but that's what happens at the Gabba. And uh, from a, an away team experience, it's the worst in the AFL. They've got shocking rooms. They absolutely stink. I haven't even got to the game day stuff. It's, it's a shocking place to be an away team. Carlton need to win this game. And and I think, unfortunately for them, they've got a few young players that have performed and held up for them. But when push comes to shove, when business end of the season, when real expectation is on this Carlton footy club now because of the way they've played throughout the year, I think the expectation becomes too great and they 
capitulate a little bit towards the end of this season and miss finals, Carlton. And mm. that's not me just being argumentative. I think they're in a bit of trouble. Yeah, which is sad because, I mean, as a competition, Carlton playing finals again would be good. Yes. But not to be. Who are you going to pick? Uh, tipping Brisbane. No, I think we've got to tip Brisbane <laughs> yeah. up there. But I, I think Carlton, this is their... This next three weeks, if they don't show something this week, it could really get ugly. Yeah, I agree, mate. Um, what about match of the round this week? It's got to be uh, Friday night footy, doesn't it? Melbourne oh. v Collingwood, second v third. MCG. Huge game. I mean, Freo Western Bulldogs is big in the context of both of their seasons. But this is the yeah, the marquee match. If you're asking anyone outside of WA or South Australia, this is the, the game that I think most neutrals will say, Melbourne, back in form, Collingwood, one ten in a row. The rivalry goes back... Donkey's years. That is the. I get that's the marquee match. All right, very good. That's the one to watch. Now a uh, a little bit of a special interview coming up for you. We've got a great man joining the show. He's got a show down at the Bustledon Brewery. Uh, an idiot's guide to wine. Merrick Watts is about to join us on the show. Very funny man. So it would have been nice contrast with you and him. Shoulder Footy Cast here, and we are very lucky to be joined by the great man. He's in Sydney at the moment. Merrick Watts joins us. Uh, Merrick, how are you, mate? Very good, mate. I'm uh, up and about at the moment because the Magpies are uh, just winning every game by the smallest possible margin, and it's just very, very reassuring. Uh, having your footy team try and do the least they can to do win games. Now, we're going to have a chat about an idiot's guide to wine, which is help, happening down at the Shelter Brewery down in Bustleton. We're going to do that later. I want to talk about footy with you first. I know you're a big 100%. pies man. Um, do I say sorry? Do, do I say uh, condolences <laughs> about 2018? Like what, how do we start oh, this? Uh, oh, look, I'll tell you, I was, in, I was actually um, I, I, at the start of 2018, a mate of mine who lives in Vietnam, uh, he said to me, he goes, come over, there's a, there's a gig for you here um, and it will be a uh, grand final day. And I think by this stage, Colin would put together only a couple of wins. We're looking pretty ordinary. And uh, I said, oh, look, you know what, I'll do it because, you know, it's a trip to Vietnam. It's all expenses paid. I'd be mental not to do it. Wow. So uh, I said yes. And then about six weeks out from uh, the grand final, he <laughs> said to me, how are you feeling about coming up? And I said, not very good. But I went through with it and I went to Vietnam. So I watched the game in a bar in Saigon and uh, there was quite a lot of West Coast Eagles supporters there. And to be honest, I did think we had it in the bag at one stage and then obviously it all fell apart. So thanks very much. Yes, you're right. Thank you. It was an awful, awful day. And rather than going out with all of my friends and hanging out with people, I literally went to bed. <laughs> Were you giving it to people in the bar? I could not, Look, I don't know you well, Merritt, but I can just imagine you just nah. Hollywood fans sort of wobbling their head a little bit. We're going pretty well here. Oh. Yeah, look, look, we did think we were up and about there. And then, um, obviously, the West Coast supporters that were there too are pretty feral. So they uh, they really got stuck into me afterwards. And I was just like, all right, okay, you've had a win, calm down. And then everyone goes, oh, come, we'll go and have some beers and you'll get over it and stuff like that. And I went, no, you're wrong. I won't get over this. I will never, ever, ever get over this. So I'm a Collingwood supporter. We have lost more grand finals than we've won. We're the only team I think has done that. It's it's absolutely ludicrous. We've won. We've lost more grand finals than any team has won. <laughs> oh, so I, there's, there's a warming stat. I, I will say there is some, you know, quite a few West Coast fans that listen to this podcast, the Shelter Footy Cast here over in WA. I mean, a Collingwood fan calling West Australian fans feral. Yeah, but they are. Yeah, yeah, correct. Absolutely, they're, I do know just, that. They're just, you know, they are feral with a suntan. <laughs> 
<laughs> Very good. Now, before we get on to an idiot's guide to wine, one more question. The current footy team, I mean, you must be happy with how the boys are going. Craig McRae, Jack Ginevan, yeah. he's kicking goals for you. Scott Benenbury's still running around. I'm not sure how that's happening. You must be happy. Big game, Friday night, Melbourne v. Yeah. Collingwood. Third v. Fourth on the ladder. Second. Third v. Second on the ladder. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're, we're uh, obviously we're equal, equal on points, um, two and three on the ladder. But um, yeah, look, it's a massive, it's a massive game and a huge challenge for the Pies. It's um, we've got Taylor Adams is out with uh, an adductor injury, so that's a, a real blow to us. Um, I was hoping Brody Grundy would be uh, back in the side because I really like Grundy. I think he's got a lot to offer, and I think that you know he's been judged too heavily by a, a particular patch. Um, I think when he finds form again, he's going to go straight back to all Australia, and would, he would have been handy. But um, yeah, look, it's a great challenge. The Pies have got to start closing out some games a bit more convincingly because somebody like Melbourne is just not going to allow that room if they get a lead. As you know, they're just they're not going to cough it up easily. Um, I don't think they're impenetrable by any means. The the demons, I think that they, you know they've got uh, some you know some soft spots as well. But uh, the Pies are looking pretty good. Jack Ginevan. Oh man, he's a superstar. He's an absolute superstar. And I was, I'm actually, on, Will, I'm on a, uh, I'm on a WhatsApp chat with uh, Dave Swan and uh, um, a few of the other players. I won't mention them all. Daisy yeah. Thomas is there too. Some yeah. real loose units. The Rat Pack. Saying. The Rat Pack. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're bad. They're bad units. That's why I'm mates with them. And uh, I said after the game on Saturday, after uh, you know another um, head high tackle to get it, but it wasn't paid. Uh, I made a joke saying. That uh, in breaking news, Jack Ginevan has just been stabbed in the car park on his way out of the ground, and Boke has been awarded the free. So, because it's it's got it's got to the point. But I'm interested to know what do you think with the Ginevan situation? I mean, you played the game at the highest level. Uh, you know, there's been times when he's ducked, but mate, you can't tear somebody's head off and not get awarded for free. Otherwise, players are at risk. It is an it is an absolute indictment on the game that he is not being awarded free kicks. If you're good enough to draw a high free kick, pay the man a free kick. He's not meant to stand there and take the tackle and oh, anyone just tackle me. Yeah, as a tackler, you got to just get the laziness out of the game. If it's high, it's high. If it's not high, it's not high. Just continue on. It's uh, we, we, I've banged on about this enough, Merrick. It pisses me. It, to tell you this, it pisses me off. And that's saying something. A West Coast player, uh, been over here in the West for a long time, supporting a Collingwood player. But footy's footy, mate. And um, it does yeah. my head in. It does my absolute head in. Yeah. You can't slip it from the shoulder to the neck. Or, you know, it's not like they had him around the waist and all of a sudden ended up his You start high. It's all about technique. But look, I, what I love, and I'm sure you probably agree, Seeing some characters in the game again is great. It's, you know, football for a little while had become a little muted, you know, and we had a lot of blokes running around who were afraid to show a bit of character, show a bit of spite, show a bit of zest or, you know, do something a bit different. So, you know, you look at the character that Dusty Martin has brought to the game and look at the character that Jack Dinovan's bringing to the game. It brings fans on. If people want to see it, love him or hate him, it's going to get eyeballs. Got to be honest, I'm absolutely loving everything that's coming out of Merrick's mouth right now. We're going to get him on the Shelter Footycast more often. The analysis, <laughs> the absolute analysis, mate. Now we've got to uh, we're going to keep moving though. Let's talk about your event over here, an idiot's guide to wine uh, at the Shelter Brewery down in Bustleton, the 20th of August, 6 p.m. I'm going to start with who's the idiot? Well, I'm the idiot, but as I say, uh, you're more than welcome to. BYO. If you've got an idiot you'd like to bring, bring them along. I'll, I'm there 
as a backup. But if you'd like to bring your own idiot, it's fine. Look, um, I say an idiot's guide to wine because I am a dickhead. There's no doubt about that. Um, but I'm also a qualified idiot as well. So I've got um, a reasonably high degree in um, wine qualifications. I've got a Wesset Level 3. The Wesset? Yeah. And I've got a, um, I've got a, a Barossa Masters and AWAC Judging as well. So... Um, I, I know my way around wine pretty well. So, but the show's not about you know trying to overly educate people. It is just idiocy. It's just jokes about wine. But all the wines I'll be showing will be WA wines, and we'll have a couple of uh, sheltered cleansers in there uh, just for laughs as well. Because people sometimes say, "Oh, you can't have beer and wine." Says who? I have beer and wine all the time. <laughs> I start with beer, have some wine, have another beer, go back to wine, and then finish off with a beer if I feel like it. Oh, mate. It's a, it's a great concept. Um, 20th of August. I've just been checking with my producer, Dan, here to make sure we can clear the schedule for that one because I've got to be honest, it sounds like it's absolutely right up my alley. Laughs, wine, beer. I agree with you. More, more the merrier. You want to chuck some spirits in there as well? Go for it. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> Put it all in a bowl with a straw. Correct, mate. Old school. So you're going to be over here for a little bit. You'll be here. That is at Shelter Brewery, 20th of August. Yep. Make sure you get your tickets to that. I'd, I'd, it could be close to sold out. There, there may be a yeah, couple of tickets left. But um, yeah. are you going to be over here for a little bit or is it just a bit of an in-and-out trip for you? No, I've got a couple of days um, in March, so I'll get around and have a bit of a look around and see some wineries there and, and catch up with some people. But um, it's always great. I love being that part of the world. I really do. I had a, a fantastic um, family holiday there about five years ago before the lockdowns. And it, we're saying prevalent. It was just, you know, amazing. It's such a beautiful part of the world. And, you know, it's, I think people sometimes forget how um, important the Murray River wine um, community is to Australian wine. And while they just cleaned up at the Halliday Awards again, you know, WA is one of possibly the most consistent wine producing region, vintage on vintage in the world, just about. So um, it's always a pleasure to be there because it's, it's great. And it's a great place to, to um, hang out. Mate, um, when you get over, we'd love to catch up in person. Not sure if you'll have any time, but we'd have a couple of shelters here waiting for you on ice, ready to go, some wine, some spirits, back to shelters, finish off and have a good night. So on ice, so some like some of the former West Coast players. There it goes. Wow. Goes I had to put one in. Hey. That's head high. Hey, if that's, it's there, it's got to be hit straight out of the stadium if you're going to do it, and you've absolutely done that. <laughs> Merrick Watts, mate, uh, sounds like a great show. Looking forward to seeing you in action, and uh, I'd love to have you on the show again. Mate, anytime. Genuinely love it. Good on you, mate. Thank you. Good man. Uh, very good chat there with Merrick Watts. Big Collingwood man, so disappointing 2018 for Merrick, unfortunately. But it's going to be a good show down at Bustleton, down at the uh, Shelter Brewery, an idiot's guide to wine. I'm not sure if there's uh, tickets available, but if there is, jump on the website and find them and there. Skate, got some listener questions come into the email. And uh, you haven't actually gone through these, so there could be a, a funky adventure this I, week. I haven't. Uh, what's our email again, Dan? It's footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au if you do want to have your question featured. I do believe uh, one of these is maybe putting themselves out there for a slab of shelters. So if you want a slab of shelters, write into the show, Shelter Footycast, uh, sorry, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. G'day, boys. Skeet. Had a good laugh over the mindset banter last week, but Will is 100% correct. I actually haven't read these. Yeah, Skate. of course you haven't. Yeah. I, I have, nor have I written them in. And I think you would agree too if he was able to articulate his point a bit better. But he's a backman, so what can you do? <laughs> right? So he's now, artic- like him more now He's articulated this for us. Think of it like a Formula One race. It starts raining halfway through and the cars all have to come in for wet tyres. Now... 
if they all leave the pits and continue to race exactly the way they were, except now with wet tyres, they would all spin out um, at the first ter- at the first turn. That's because the wet weather tyres or boots, studs in footy, aren't enough on their own to fix the problem. Every driver now needs to completely change their mindset about the whole race in order to avoid slipping off the track. They now need to be fully conscious of the situation and can no longer rely on muscle memory. They have to brake and accelerate at completely different points. They now have to a larger turning circle and need to go slower. If a footy player has the ball in defence and is under a lot of pressure, it can be easy for them to just rely on muscle memory to get them out of trouble and end up slipping over. Love the podcast, fellas. Have a good one. That's from Jakey Boy. And I love you, Jake, because you've just done very well there. Just don't don't look at me like that. What have you got? No. Just write a reply. Good to hear from Lewis Hamilton there. <laughs> I don't need to drive to survive lesson uh, about when you slip over. I mean, he's given me everything but uh, putting the the nuts and bolts on, on the wheels before the, the pit stop. Seriously. <laughs> the analogy went for four hours longer than it had to. But I like it, and I think it's great we get some feedback. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton found a bit of time out to survive. Seriously, no, I understand the. I quite like it. He's thinking, he's he's sound, but I still think there are there are times that you can slip over where it's not necessarily about you not having the right attitude. That would be like going back to their form one. Like you can just crash. You know, sometimes you just crash. Yeah, yeah. Some sometimes there are uh, mitigating circumstances, but I I do like it, and I'll always take that. Positive feedback. Thank you, Jackie. You, you F1 experts uh, yeah, sitting here just gloating over what's to come for you. Well, good luck. Okay, here we go. This is about our chat a couple of weeks ago, I think. Guys, you can't get rid of the draw. The extra percentage teams, uh, sorry, the extra percentage these teams get is unfair on the other clubs. That smidge of percentage they could get could get them into finals. The reason it works in finals is because percentage doesn't matter. Long live the draw. No more changes from knackers in Queensland. <laughs> good on you, knackers. Uh, good part of the world, Queensland, wherever you are. That's a big state. That's uh, it's actually not. It's, I don't mind that. Right. That theory. Right. I, I still like deciding a game on the day. Yeah. I'd like to do that, and I know people say it changes the the history of the game, etc. But we do it for finals. I think people enjoy leaving a game with a result, be it win or lose. But the percentage, I suppose, it does have some bearing in it but that's I mean the the downside for, for anyone playing extra time is that you've got an extra 10 minutes out there and um, probably not ideal for anyone yeah I tend to agree with you but I'll take Knacker's point on board thanks for contacting the show Knacker's good man g'day gentlemen not recent but still a great story plus I'd love some shelters we'll see what we can sort you out here Ryan uh, maybe contact the show playing under 10s for the mighty Dunsborough Sharks my mate was playing for the opposition and his dad was doing the umpiring he wasn't the fittest bloke, and I remember the ball went down the other end of the ground, and instead of following it, he just gave me a free kick because I was the only other person he knew on the field. The ball was nowhere near me. <laughs> That's very good there, Ryan. Cheers, boys. We'll see what we can do. Get in touch with the lads. Uh, give us an email, uh, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. A big reminder, chuck it in your roller decks, chuck it in your calendar, <laughs> chuck it in Skeet's Head. Friday, next Friday, the 12th, at the Federal Hotel in Fremantle, Shelter Footy Cast Night, meat raffles, free beers given away. I've confirmed that. There will be some free beers being thrown around. Tom Cole will be down there, current West Coast Eagles defender, chasing a docker. We'll do a, do- we'll do a derby preview. Talk some absolute hoo-ha. What do you, what do you got? Puparama? We'll talk Absolute, a bit of Puparama. All, that, all that. We'll make sure there's some Jats crackers on the table. We've just heard a revelation before we started on air today that Mark Reddings likes barbecue shapes more than Jats crackers. 
True, yeah. But I love getting on the gas as well, and that's what we'll do down there on that Friday night. I can't you're, wait. You're off. Uh, Today's the last day that I'm back in town, baby. <laughs> okay, Skeet's back in town, baby. We'll see you there. Keep Friday uh, free next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.